Happy New Year. We're, We're back. back. It's Terror and Tacos, and it's 2019. It's crazy. I it's can't crazy. wrap my mind around it. And uh, we're going to uh, get started this year with two newish yeah. movies. One very, very new, new. Very new that everyone is talking about right now. Um, and another one that's kind of newish. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to talk about the tacos, tacos that we just ate. Can you tell us a little bit about where you yeah, went? Yeah, I went to a place called uh, El Ranchito. Am I saying that okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. El Ranchito, uh, number three. There are a few. Um, mm-hmm. And the like subtitle is Tortas y Tacos. This is an awesome uh. place that is pretty close to where I live. And it has been around for years and has so far survived as the neighborhood around it completely changes. Mm-hmm. When we moved over there, it was literally like that place and a laundromat. And now there's a new coffee shop and like a hip sandwich place and a dumpling restaurant and a bar. I like that you call them hipster sandwiches. Yeah, it's it's hipster sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I believe there's a sign as you leave that says, smell you Slater. Oh, so, Lord. you know, um, this and, and El Ranchito has, has managed to survive and I encourage anyone in the Garland PV area to go eat there because it is, it's yeah, great. Yeah, I feel like we need to just encourage our listeners and everybody to just really go and, and become patrons of these tiny, uh, taqueria. Yeah. Places that are super authentic. They're so good. These tacos were so so delicious. I got, um, I got a little mix of things. I got two beef tacos on, or sirloin tacos, one on corn, one on flour. Uh, I got a chicken on flour that was delicious. And then you. I ordered the torta milanesa. I asked Michael to order it for me if they had it. And, uh, she was impressed. She was. Yeah. I, I, she was, she, she questioned, she was like, really? And I was like, yes. And she was very, seemed very proud that I was doing that. That he, that, you know, because he knew what it was. Yeah. Because um, of terror and tacos. Because of terror and tacos. And because I, we're here for the people. And I said it pretty correctly. Um, fantastic. But it, it's so good. And, and I was telling you, I got these three tacos and your torta's giant. Huge. It's like two meals easily. Yeah. And the total was $12. $12, man. If you were to go... Okay, so this torta is no joke. It's almost the size of like a catcher's mitt <laughs> for a regular person. You know? Yeah, that's a great analogy. And, <laughs> and, and that... With the tacos was twelve dollars. Any other place that sandwich alone that sandwich alone would have been twelve dollars. Yeah, and it's so good, and it's just I feel it's really important that we support our local um, artisans. I'm going to call them artisans. Yeah, and who have been there and who are you know because you had brought up like the Monterey by your uh-huh. house is no longer there Mm-mm. because there's what hipster ice cream right hipster ice cream and and it, i think you know as you see rents go up and stuff like that it gets harder and harder and it's it's a shame um so i'll put together a list of like 10 taquerias in the area that you should try in the new year uh, and I will focus on those older, right. smaller, right. or even like some of the newer, smaller places. Yeah. Like- speaking of, and speaking of which, there's a, I posted it on our Facebook page. There's a great documentary right now that I haven't seen it, but I've read a lot about it called um, Tacos of Texas. Uh-huh. And there's a, it's got a Facebook page and everything. And it's this guy, uh, Mando Reyes. I, I think Reyes is his last name. Maybe I'm getting it wrong. But he has traveled all over Texas finding these little taquerias that have been in business for years and years and years and years and years. Like all family owned. Uh-huh. Uh, people just supporting their families making delicious tacos. Yeah. Foods. And uh, look, and you have said it. You just said it to me and I've said it for like, I love places like Torchies yeah, and things like sure. that. But that's a different thing. And um, there there are places that have been doing it authentically and deliciously for for decades yeah. and um we don't want to lose that we it's one of the it. it's one of the things that makes texas texas yeah you know? and, and and it makes dallas really great yeah. i mean you know dallas can be bougie really yeah. uh, <laughs> shocking but then you find these amazing little pockets of of authentic Mexican food and, and, and it's so amazing. And I, if I, I, so I was waiting when I, while I was waiting, I, there was a, 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 an older man, a father clearly with his daughter, um, mm-hmm. a, 
both, uh, and so the father, it was kind of amazing. And I'm, you probably have witnessed this more than I have, but he was speaking in Spanish. She was responding in English and he was responding in Spanish. Like, so they were That's having, my life. yeah, they were having a full conversation in, they were just clearly speaking the language that they felt more comfortable, comfortable but both easily could understand the other. Uh-huh. And it was awesome. It yeah. was awesome. And that's why I was like, this is... That's America. Some, yeah, absolutely. So El Ranchito number three. Uh, I don't actually know where numbers one and two are. but uh, this I have w- a feeling number one may be in Oak Cliff across er, the street from Fiesta. That might be That's it. the big El Ranchito okay. that I know of. And so. so this one is on Garland Road in PV. Um, but get out there and yeah. Absolutely delicious. So Great, great. Fantastic. So today we're going to talk about um, um, Bird Box. Bird Box. And we're also going to talk about A Quiet a Place. A Quiet Place. And I, get, I think you can guess why we put these two yeah, movies together. Right? Um, uh, in case you don't know, tell us about the movies. Well, Bird Box kind of is is just kind of blowing up. It was released yeah. not about a week ago, mm-hmm. a little over a week ago, on Netflix, directly to Netflix. Uh Netflix, who normally does not release numbers as far as like numbers of watchers and things for whatever reason has with Bird Box. And in the first seven days, Netflix reported that over 45 million accounts had watched Bird Box. God damn it. Yeah. Wow. And, um, it's, I mean, it's got a hell of a cast. We can get into Sandra Bullock is the the star. It's got John Malkovich, uh, B.D. Wong, Wong, Sarah Paulson, who pulls a Janet Lee in the first 10 minutes of the film. Yeah, fantastic. Jackie Weaver, who's like a not, kind of a lesser known character actress, but she's amazing. Trevante Rhodes, who's incredible. Yeah. Um, Um, yeah, it's got an incredible cast. Yeah, and so it's, it, I don't know if Netflix, feels like it's a new thing or something. It does feel a little different than some of the things they've done. Mm-hmm. It feels like this is a high, a high budget movie with a, a I mean, a huge Hollywood yeah. star and then like many I, other stars. Yeah, I feel like if Sandra Bullock is, is interested in it, uh-huh. that people are going to go like, yeah, we'll put some money. Yeah. In. I mean, this is people the watcher. One, like, they rebooted the Ocean series with her. Right. She's right, a huge star. Right, she's a huge star. And then you get Malkovich yeah. and all of these other great actors. Right. Uh kind of younger but like blowing up. Yeah. yeah. Well not BD Wong's not younger, but like you know what no, I mean. No, I know. Um but she's great. I, I think Sandra Bullock is does such a great job in this. And it's also a female director. Yes. Which I really, really love. Um her name is Suzanne Beer. Yes. And the writer of Bird Box is Eric Heisner, and it's based on a 2014 novel by Josh Mallerman. Yes. Uh so that's Bird Box. And then we've got A Quiet Place. Which was released a little earlier in 2018, right? Right. Direct- Director John Krasinski of uh-huh. The Office. Of The Office. Uh, and stars him and his wife, Emily, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. And two really cute kids, yeah. Vincent Simmons and Noah Jupe. One of whom, actually both of whom, carry a lot of the movie. Yeah. Those two kids, especially the girl. Yeah, she's great. Um, I um, like that her name is Millicent. Yeah, I like that. I like all these old fashioned. I do too. Coming, coming back, back. In, into fashion. No, it's great. Uh, and John Krasinski is one of the writers. The other writers are, oh, what's, I can't remember. Oh, Brian Woods and Scott Beck. And they're known for other scary Yeah. Movies. And they had the story and wrote the script. And then Krasinski came in and right. Krasinski'd it. Um, Krasinski'd it. So why, for those of you who don't know, why did we pair these, Christy? Why do they well, go so well together? We paired them together because both of these movies operate on the, this new thing that's happening in movies on like a sense deprivation. Uh-huh. So in each of these movies, our protagonists can do not have the use of one of their senses, right. either because they really don't like like the like Millicent um, Simmons does in uh-huh. a quiet place, or because the whatever this entity is or the monster or whatever has happened in the movie, uh, that's what they prey on. Yes. Um, so in a in Bird Box, uh, the monster takes the form of it's it's a visual thing uh-huh. and and the monster takes the form of like your greatest fear if you see it if you see it it'll scare the shit out and of you and you'll end up killing yourself kind of like a boggart yes a more a more, a more dangerous boggart, boggart yeah and you can't just go ridiculous right um, and you end up it it doesn't 
kill you per se. It, no, you kill yourself. It makes you want to kill yourself. Yeah, um, um, sometimes in horrific, horrific fashion. ways. So that's that one. So that you know, our our friends in the movie have to wear a blindfold. Uh huh. Um, and then in in a quiet place, the the monsters can hear you. Yes. The monsters are blind. Right. They can't see you, but they can hear up to miles away. Right. So you have to stay super. You super, can't super, make you, sound. You can't make sound. Yeah. And you know both of these things um, make for very interesting filmmaking. Yeah. Like you know we, you and I talk a lot about pre cell phone era yes. movies. Uh huh. Um, and how do we deal with having cell phones now? Right. And this seems to be like a really good answer to, to, to getting, getting rid of around that. cell phones or, or whatever yeah. that means because because you just don't have one of your senses. Right. And and it it both movies and you'll have to th- throw out your new catchphrase which uh-huh. I love. Both movies because of sort of losing one of your senses or or God, in in quiet place, it's like it's not that you just can't talk; like you really can't. You make can't make sound. any sounds. Um, have changed. Like you're forced to communicate way more effectively mm-hmm. and succinctly in both of these movies, right? Uh, you that that I think is a major point of both, right? Right, right. Um, um yeah. Are, so, so okay. What what were you gonna? I was gonna say. So what you I what did oh, you call these? No, it's which just I love. Like, so I love I, this phrase. Sometimes I I don't like movies that are overly art directed. Uh huh. That they're so art directed that they say something about uh-huh. the people that you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, unless it's Argento, uh, because that's something else. That's altogether. all he's doing. That's all he's doing. <laughs> but you know, it's like when uh you know what I mean. Uh, and and I think that both of these movies kind of walk the line I agree. of being overly art directed. Yes. And so I decided that after watching Bird Box, I decided I was going to put up a new Pinterest board <laughs> and I was going to call it uh, Post Monster Simpler Living Aesthetics. <laughs> Because, I love it. <laughs> because, you know, my first thought is like, wow, Emily Blunt looks super beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> post-apocalypse. Yeah, she's, and pregnant. And pregnant. That's not to know, say most pregnant, you know what I'm Most I'm pregnant, just, they're, everybody's beautiful I when they're pregnant. Almost got myself in real you trouble did. there. You did. Um, but no, yeah, but she's she wearing looks, like this incredible anthropology dress yes. that she probably looted the anthropology store uh-huh. like after the monster. The, the, like, the way they've lit things the is way, just yeah. amazing. The way they've decorated, like the way the house Decor out of necessity. I'm making air quotes, mm-hmm. you know, and the way she serves dinner on these on these luscious giant cabbage leaves. So that it doesn't make sound. So it doesn't. But make it looks sound. incredible. It looks incredible, and you know this like artisanal like rough country bread or yeah. Well, it, it's just like I'm like oh wow if if there were monsters n- right now maybe I could get my life together. Yeah, <laughs> um, I couldn't make noise, but. That's what we all need, though. Right. We have really nice-looking things in our homes. Yes, we would. We would. So, anyway, the first thing I want to address with these movies are the rules. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So, whenever we have one of these kinds of stories where there's a certain type of monster, right? Yes. We know that it's going to go a certain way. I'm talking about the sensory deprivation. There has to be rules, right? Uh Uh-huh. And, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're dealing with... Like sort of a high concept. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you have to establish the rules of of the monster and how these people live and survive. Right. Do you think that either, both, or neither of these movies succeed in setting up the rules? Or uh, do they not succeed or what? I thought that I think that A Quiet Place comes closer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Bird Box leaves some things uh, not fully explained. Right. Uh, one of those things um, seems, I don't want to say it's a cheat, but there, there are certain people who can look at this thing mm-hmm. and survive. And we're sort of just told, quote unquote, they're crazy. Right. And I'm like, well, what does that, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what level of, 
mental illness, like what type of mental illness does one have to have? If I'm depressed, can I survive it? Right. Not saying depression is a mental illness, but you know, like what, where do I have to be on the scale of mental illness? And the thing is, is that I think depression does qualify as as mental illness. And so my question to that is like, what are they saying? Because like the thing that I got was, are the, 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 you know, the people at, in, once the thing has happened and they're like, see the world, yeah. it's beautiful. It's beautiful, or right. Whatever. Are they psychopaths? Like, is it Joker style where they just want to see the see world, the world. Burn? And, may, and maybe that is it. Because everyone we meet but who has survived is seems violent and things like that. Right. But yeah, it's not really cleared up. Even the... Um, there's a character who I, I, I love. I mean, he's great. Uh, the, the guy, he, he's um, playing. He's a... a, a Grocery store clerk or a supermarket clerk, mm-hmm. but he's writing a novel. Right. Um, and he's he, play, his Lil Ray Howery. Yeah, who's in Get Out. Right. And is great. Um, and he kind of gives us a summary of what's going on in terms of his novel, like really quickly. Yeah. He's like, oh, these, every culture has something that takes a form of your greatest fear. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this is what so we're is dealing that what, with. Is that what that is? Whereas in a quiet place, it's way more specific. You even mm-hmm. see the anatomy of the creature in a way that shows right. you why right. it can hear so well, why it can't right. see. And they also, they're, they're really good about that opening sequence where we learn that they can't make noise. They're right. at the grocery store. And, you know, because of the town is abandoned or destroyed or whatever, we get a lot of great shots of old newspapers. Uh-huh. And, and yeah. Yeah, Quiet Place does, I thought, a great job of giving us exposition for the most part visually. It's mm-hmm. really effective. There's one part where Krasinski takes his son to a waterfall uh-huh. and kind of says, look, if you're around a sound that's this loud, we can actually talk because they won't hear us over the waterfall. Right. Cool. Whereas. And then that comes into play later, later in the movie and you go, Oh, we know uh, we this. We know this. This has been established. This happened. Yeah. Whereas in Bird Box, we're not, um, you're never quite sure. You kind of have the feeling that the, you know, you see the leaves rustle, you see the wind uh-huh. kind of blow, and that's the entity. And for the first part of the movie, you have, um, yeah, that that's how it operates. Right. The and th- birds know when it's coming. Yeah, birds know when it's coming. The natural world seems to know what's right. going on. Um, but then later on in the movie, when Sandra Bullock makes it down the river and they're go- walking through the forest. Uh-huh. And she's almost to the bird box. Right. Um, that... The entity begins to speak. Yeah. And wait. I thought, oh, wait a minute. Does, does, did I know that before? No. No, that was just like at, towards the end of, like it suddenly begins to be able to make you hear. Hear, yeah. The things that you want to hear. She thinks the she, people she mm-hmm. loves are talking to her, which is a, which is a strange change, right? We've been told the rule is do not look. Right. Do not look. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, if don't it can, hear either. Yeah. Right. And that kind of comes out. So I don't, yeah, I don't think Bird Box, um, and that's what I say. I enjoyed Bird Box. Totally. I, I do think Bird Box has some script plot problems, mm-hmm. um, and some dialogue problems. Yeah. Um, Can you give me an example of a dialogue the, the, problem? There's I'm like, really curious. There's, there's a, when they all, when they all first get together, um, it, it, it seems very much like, I guess, plot-wise, this sort of stereotypical ragtag group of survivors, right? Right. This guy's the this thing. This woman's the this thing. Right. You know? But there's one part, and I think Malkovich is so good at everything that he makes it work in a way. At one point, I felt like I was watching, like, dialogue that I would have heard in the movie Armageddon. <laughs> And I don't think this movie is and that. I don't like Armageddon. I don't like Armageddon. But you know, like, hey, the world's ending, but we're all hip as shit and we're going to make it right. Right, I right. felt like that when they all got together. And Malkovich can make it work because he's, it doesn't, I don't know. He's just. I don't know. He just commits to it. To everything. Like, he's just awesome. Right. Um, and that's not to say the other actors aren't. I, I mean, I think they're all great. But it somehow 
any type of dialogue works in his mouth. But like that scene, I felt like it was like in Armageddon where Bruce Willis is getting his group together. And that seemed really out of place in this movie. Mm -hmm. Also, like with the guy giving who's writing the novel, the exposition is laid out like one, luckily he's writing a novel, but uh, you know, and two, it's like this, you have to know this about this culture and he just gives us a a quick update about all the cultures through time. And it all happens like in, in less than 30 seconds. Right. And, and to me, that's not necessarily the strongest exposition. There was one line in that sequence where the, uh, the, the girl that ends up leaving. Uh huh. Uh, which is another problem that yeah. I had. The girl that ends up leaving after he's given this explanation, she says, where did you learn that? So-and-so working at the grocery store. And it's like, what, what, like, what, why do you have to be so bitchy about it? Like, right. I didn't understand why they were so bitchy to him yeah, about writing like, his she, novel. And she was a cop. She was a like, cop. It didn't, or was a, at the academy. Yeah. It didn't see, she wasn't some sort of high, I don't know. It right. was very it, strange. It seemed very strange. And, and the, that, that couple also, there's spoilers in here. So too bad. Yeah. Um, this couple, the cop and the drug dealer who end up doing it. Yeah. In the Cause house. they're both very young and attractive. Right. And exactly. <laughs> you know, and they're the ones who do it. Um, they end up leaving in the middle of, of everybody trying to survive together. And then we never hear from them again. Right. And I, t- at the end of the movie, I thought back to it and I turned to John and I said, I hope they died. Right. But I would have liked to have seen them Me too. fail. Me too. And, and also we're not given any reason. They don't seem any more or less unhappy no. in the group than anyone else. No. It's not like they've been trying to vie for power and it's been denied. No. Or they disagree. Like they, they've they've been they've managed to survive yeah. within this group, so why leave? Right. Right. And um, and nobody cares that they're fucking. Right. Like of Who course cares? you're of the course one, you're gonna fuck. You're both in your twenties and right. you look like that. And of you know, course you're at gonna... the at the end of the world <laughs> right. you still gotta fuck. Yeah. Like that's the thing that I turned to my friend Clay who was watching it with me and I was like, It's nice to know that at the end of the world yeah. you still gotta get it. Now can can we talk about fucking at the end of the world for a second? Christine? Sure. Yeah. One issue, and and I mean, I know dramatically why it exists. So sure. so we have in both movies, pregnant women mm-hmm. play a very central part. Yeah. Sandra Bullock in in Bird Box is pregnant. Is already pregnant. Yeah. Is 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 quite right right like mm-hmm. she's well into her pregnancy yeah she's well into her pregnancy like she talks about ending it but i'm like girl you're not yeah this pregnancy. right and so she is already pregnant when the this form the of apocalypse happens, happens. Yeah. in in a quiet place she is not no and i I maybe I am the worst human alive no. because I was like I I get that you got to fuck. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Don't Krasinski and Blunt do your thing. Do your thing. But in the horrific situation in the in in the level of difficulty, the idea that they would bring that they that sh- that she would get pregnant, that they would choose to get pregnant, not only forcing Emily Blunt to be absolutely silent during childbirth. They're just like Scientologists. Yeah, that's what Aspen said. She's like, oh, she's going with a Scientology birth. Oh, okay. (laughs) But then to have to control a baby in a way. Right. After already having lost a baby. After having lost a child. Like, it just seemed... I was just like, come on, y'all. Yeah, it seemed a little forced. Yeah, for them to have gone through all the things they've right. gone through to make themselves as safe as possible. Like, uh-huh. they have created paths uh, with uh, with sand with sand to make walking quieter. Right. They've soundproofed. They've, they've set up um, a bunker. A bunker. Basically. They've soundproofed a bunker. They've figured out a way to give oxygen to the baby while locking him in, in a in box. A, yeah, baby coffin. Baby Hashtag coffin. Hashtag baby coffin. Hashtag baby coffin. <laughs> And I was like, how is this the right choice? Yeah, um, yeah. But it also leads us to that other question. Okay, so I don't even know if we should talk about that yet. I think you're right. I, I think motherhood plays a big part in both of these movies. Yes. How far does the woman go uh-huh. to protect her, her, ch- her, children. her children? And I totally get it's it. A, it's a classic theme. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. But it just doesn't seem like... I mean... Sandra Bullock was already pregnant. I get it. But yeah, Emily Blunt was not. No. And, so, and it just seems crazy. And like we, you said, like we start in a drugstore. The first scene of that movie is in a drugstore. You, you can get protection. Yeah. 
I'm like, yeah. I understand your wife is Emily Blunt. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Stock up on those rubbers. Yeah. And, or, I, and you said he's, I was like, he's a grown man. He's got his timing down. I'm not, you know, come on, pull man. Out, pull out, brother. Pull out, Krasinski. Come on. I believe in you. Think of a sister. Come on. <laughs> you know, I'm the one that's going to have to pay for it yeah. nine months down the line. And with Bullock, it, that movie very much is her. You clearly see a woman who seems almost indifferent to motherhood right. when we meet her. Yeah. Um, and kind of indifferent to everything. Right. And of course, by you, you see her yeah, be, I grow mean, into that. You also get the feeling, my daughter was talking about this, and I wish I'd gotten a, a more complete take from her before we recorded this, but, um, you know, she made the analogy to the movie being about mental illness, you know. Bird Box? Bird Box. Okay. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, I can see, I can totally see sure. that. And having to, how do you deal with anxiety and how do you deal, how do you face the thing that scares you the most that might make you want to kill yourself? Right. You know, and we do start out the movie with Sandra Bullock being this woman who suffers from a, a, a certain anxiety yes. to some extent. She, she doesn't has, leave her house. She doesn't really. leave her house. We get the no, the feeling that she's lost her husband or her partner. Her partner. Yeah. And <laughs> so. There's and, that. And she and Sarah Paulson are sisters. Right. And it's very clear that their father abandoned them at a very young, relatively young age. Right. Paulson still talks to their mother, but Bullock no. doesn't. She has, she's, she's estranged from her from, family. Yeah. And Paulson seems to be her only link. She's mm-hmm. an artist, right? Sandra Bullock is a visual artist, is a painter. Right. And Sarah Paulson goes and gets her food and like, Clearly seems to take care of her. Yeah. And is even like when, when Bullock is like, Oh, I have an appointment with, with the doctor, but I can cancel it. And Sarah Paulson's like, What are you fucking talking about? Yeah. Like, let's go. I'll go yeah, with I'll you. I'll go with you. Um, um, so yeah. So we are dealing with somebody who is having, who has anxiety issues and having trouble dealing with the world. And we see her step up. And become the hero, which yeah. it's just great. And I do like the way Bird Box handles the whole, that whole idea of motherhood, you know, and, and I think she's really good at it. So, so yeah. there's another, there's another girl in the house of survivors that is also pregnant. Yes. And I think it's the girl from Dumpling. It is the girl from I Dumpling. I thought of you when I saw that. I was like, oh, Christy's, because then Aspen just called her Dumpling the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So Dumpling and Sandra Bullock, they give birth on the same day in the movie. Simultaneously, Simultaneously right? Simultaneously. It's crazy. Um, and, she promises to take care of the baby and so you know we have this whole first act of the movie that happens like immediately after apocalypse time Uh uh-huh and then we have a whole other act that happens five years later five years later yeah so the children are five years old yeah and we sort of go back and forth right and she hasn't named the kids she calls calls them boy boy and girl. girl and it's her clearly it's her way of not um Relating to them of, uh-huh. of, of keeping distance from the children so that she doesn't have to invest right. too much in them. So that she can. Because she might lose them. Right. And she might lose them. And then she also needs to make rational decisions. Right. Um, and you don't know which, which of one, the children yeah, is her. Which is hers. But you get the feeling. When they're in the canoe, uh-huh. you get the feeling because when the boy says, yeah. I'll do it. Uh huh. She immediately stops him. Yeah. And it, goes, and no, no, I will I'll decide. decide. I'll decide. Yeah. The boy is hers. The boy is hers. And yeah. when the girl says, I'll do it, she kind of like pauses. Uh huh. But and it, then, yeah. But yeah. then she can't because oh, yeah, she, of she, they're, course, both they're, both, they're both her children. Yeah. And you see her step up to the plate. Yeah. It's a really lovely moment. And I have to say, that little girl Dude. It might be the cutest little girl ever. Yeah. In the world. She's going to give a run to the girls from Veronica, Veronica and the little, and little, uh, the l- little Nell in uh, That's right. Hill House. That's right. She's actually really cute. There's she has that moment in the boat where she goes, "I'll do it." Yeah, and then she realizes that she's gonna die. Die. Yeah. And it's, it's, oh, it's beautiful. It's good. It's also good. they named you know uh, her Cinder Book's name is Mallory, and like those two L's, that little girl cannot wrap her. You can't get there yet, yeah. so she just becomes Maui. Yeah, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's really it's cute. fantastic. So yeah, I get having said all that about Bird Box, it doesn't. I I didn't hate it. No, no. So I let, super like. Can it. I so ask, let's go back. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: this along with because we clearly have some issues with Bird Box, but we both enjoyed it. Uh huh. Do you think it is uniquely 
sort of suited for the Netflix experience. Like if you and I had gone and paid 15 bucks or whatever we pay when we go see a movie together in the theater to watch Bird Box, would these things have bothered us more? I don't know if we can really answer that, but is there something about getting it at home, getting it immediately, feeling like it's free, even though obviously we both pay for Netflix? Does that make a difference? I think it does. I do too. I think it does. I don't know. I don't think that if I had gone to the movies and paid 15 bucks, like you said, I would have been as pissed at Bird Box as I was at The Nun. Right. Say. Okay. You know, I think I, you know, it would have been like, ah, uh, I should have gone to the matinee movie right. or like the dollar movie for this, whatever. It was all right. Yeah. Um, I would not have hated it as much as I hated The Nun. But yeah, I think there's, there's something to, I'm at home. I can relax on my couch. Yeah, can talk during it. I can it. talk during it. Or, you know, I can have my drink. I can pause it and go get go something. Go get something, yeah. Um, I think there's something I to it. I do, too. It. I mean, like, we even started, for some reason, Aspen and I were watching with our friends, Greg and Mariam. We started using bird box as a verb during it. Like, when someone would jump out a window, they're like, oh, you got bird box. You got bird box. <laughs> like, so the whole experience of it. Yeah, you yeah. got Oculus. The whole experience of it was was different than being in a theater, which right. I think kind of made me not as angry. I don't want to say angry, but some of the little plot things I let go that I might right. not normally let go. I'm curious about the book now because one of the things I did like about Bird Box is the the, the way they structured the storytelling. We've got two... It's the same story, but two simultaneous kind of time periods, right? Uh-huh. Going on in Bird Box. We get what happened, right? right? Um, how they got where they are. And at the same time, uh, we get them traveling, traveling down, down the river. So we get them traveling down the river to safety. Uh-huh. And then we get the flashbacks. Of how we got to the river. Of how we got to this point. Yeah. And I wonder if, if that's how they do, do it. Do in the book. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought that was interesting. Oh, I liked it. I thought it was very, I thought it was effective. Um, I also thought the cinematography on the river is some oh, of the most beautiful, so beautiful, uh, shots I've seen. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like A Quiet Place is more art directed than then, Bird yeah. Box. There was a moment in Quiet Place, since we are just jumping back yeah, and forth, sure. right? to, to, they have a, um, they have a, a warning signal to each other, right? Mm-hmm. They have sort of strung all of these lights and it's lovely. Right. It's like, <laughs> if you went to a backyard party, this is what yeah, you would want to look like. Yeah, if you went to like. a hipster wedding. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then if, if one of the beasts, if one of the creatures is in the house or in the vicinity, they flip a switch and all of those lights turn red. Right. And when they do that, it's like, it's really lovely. Yeah. And that's what I felt like. Yeah. It, that, that, those little things seemed almost a little much. Yeah. Like it was beautiful to look at, but I was like, this is, it's like you said, it's like you would put that on your Pinterest board, right? Right. It's like, I mean, of your post monster, simple living <laughs> post aesthetic. Post monster, simple living <laughs> aesthetic. Yeah. You know, the, the first part of the movie where they're walking back to their farmhouse from the, from the grocery store or the town or whatever, and they're all barefoot and they're all wearing Edie Bauer. Uh huh. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, this, if I didn't know what this movie was about, it would just seem like a really cool hippie family. Yeah. 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 Just like we, we just, Springs, yeah, Texas. we moved to the hill, you know, hill country. We moved to the hill country <laughs> yeah. and this is how we roll yeah, barefoot. Totally. You know? <laughs> also, and I'm, this is such a stupid thing, but I was like, thank God in both of these apocalypses, at least two very attractive people survive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because like, that way the world the, can, yeah, yeah, can, can, remain, can, can remain beautiful. Like, thank God Sandra Bullock. Well, and- this is what I was going to say is that it might not have been overly art directed, but her eyeliner yeah. is on Yes, Aspen, for the whole, the whole movie. movie. Aspen must have said, thank God she has her eyeliner on about 20 times. I, I did too. And Your I wife just, and I have the same brain. And I was like, thank God he's finding time to do those to push-ups and those yeah. crunches. Yeah. Um, and to keep his teeth super clean. Yeah. And, um, uh... Uh, yeah, and Emily Blunt, and I don't know, I think Krasinski, like, I, it's oh, funny. He's good looking. I saw an interview with Krasinski, um, where he went to go visit her when she was shooting Mary Poppins uh-huh. in London, and he got through customs, 
And they ask, you know, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm visiting my wife. Uh, and, and what does your wife do? She's an actor. And the British customs guy's like, Did, would I know her? And he's like, oh, it, her name's Emily Blunt. And the customs guy just goes, she married you? <laughs> wow! <laughs> and then Krasinski's like, I kind of get it. <laughs> but he's like, come on, he's no, like six foot five. He's, he's like, hey, yeah, really he's good guy. looking. He's a cute guy. Like, Thank God this is our, yeah. this will push us forward. Yeah, no, yeah, I feel, you know, n- none of these things made me not enjoy No, and I did think movie. Quiet Place, and I think the thing, if you want to talk called sensory deprivation or however we we're going to refer to this, it, it, if it, it when used effectively, and I think there are multiple times in Quiet Place it is used effectively, it is one of the most tense things yeah. I've ever experienced. Yeah. Um, knowing knowing you can't make a sound, knowing uh-huh. those rules are in place, the sequence of her oh giving birth. Well, also, you and know, she steps that, on. Yeah. The, <laughs> I told you this because when we decided we were going to do these two movies, I said, "God damn it, I'm going to have to watch a Quiet Place again." And the, the, one of the things I did not want to watch about it is I don't like, I, there are, there's certain like bodily trauma that I can take in a horror movie. Sure. The Shining, axe to the chest. Yeah. I'm like, it had to happen. Sorry, Scatman. Sorry, Scatman. Yeah. It's got to happen. A nail in your foot. It's horrific. It's horrific. And I yeah. think it's because an axe to the chest is so far away uh-huh. from my being able to conceive sure. of it. Yeah. But I can think, I can conceive of a nail. To, like, who hasn't uh, stepped on a sharp thing, Absolutely. Right? And then coupled with, imagine that, and you can't make, make noise. noise. But but here's my problem. Here's my problem uh-huh. with that. Even though this, it was great, and uh-huh. I loved it, I am thinking that this is, you know, what did we say? Post-monster symptom living aesthetic. Uh-huh. Yes. Like, they seem to have their life figured out. Yeah. Okay? And... She's walking. They set it up perfectly. They do a good job of setting it up. She's been doing laundry. I guess they still use the machine. I don't know. Cause she's taking, she's moving all the laundry from the, from, from the laundry area. Yeah. I don't know. And she's taking it up the basement steps. Yes. And she gets one of the laundry bags caught on a nail that's on a step and she's just pulling it. Yeah. And the nail comes up and then the camera like, yeah, zooms like we in know on this the nail is coming like, back. Oh, we know this yeah. is coming back. Don't you think they would have taken care of yeah, that? Yeah, it's odd. It is odd. And it's I guess the like the string of events is then she goes and sits in the in the dead son's room. Right. It, she drops what she's doing to go sit yeah, in the dead son's room. Yeah, and so I guess uh, yeah, whatever that takes her away from maybe fixing the thing. It does seem though she knows the na- like it's uh, yeah, it seems like it was something yeah. that would have gotten taken care of. Um it is Oh god, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. Like that scene, it's 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 just yeah. makes you clinch. It does. It does <laughs> makes your sphincter go yeah. just like that. Um these two movies both do a good job of like um these are just movies about people who have regular problems. I mean, you I, I, and they're dealing with monsters. Yes. Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, because I think, like, I think a quiet place is kind of really a lovely story about a family trying to deal with the loss of. Uh, I mean, the apocalypse has happened, but they've also lost a child. That's the first. That's yeah, the first I mean, that's the first thing that, that happens. It doesn't play. No, it doesn't play. Like it starts off and that uh, kid's gone. Yeah, and I believe. Yeah, it is. It is like an oh fuck. Truly yeah. an oh fuck moment. Like, yeah, you, you never expect to see that no. in, in movies. No. You don't, you don't expect to see it, even though it's happening more and more, especially that early, that early. Um, I and, did, I did again this time when I saw it again, I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. And, and I think, so you do have a family dealing with that. You have in some ways Krasinski's character blames. The eldest daughter, who's right. the eldest child, right? Mm-hmm. She's the oldest. He sort of blames her in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, she was closest to right. the little boy. Uh, but God, she can't hear. I mean, she can't hear. Uh, she has like a, but it? she should have known better. Yeah. That, like, that's sort of the thing. She yeah. should have known better. You're the, the oldest. You're the, supposed to yeah. take care. And he's the, the, Middle kid uh-huh. is sick, and so Krasinski's holding right. the middle kid. Right. Emily Blunt is pregnant. Right. And has the backpack, and so it's like you're the oldest child. You should be taking care of your little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And her cochlear implant is, like, not... That's what it's called, right? Yeah. It's not really working, so she can't hear anything. And and not only that, like, when they're in the grocery store and you see the little boy pick up the object and the dad goes, no, no. you can't have that. Yeah. And the sister, because she loves her little brother, right. feels bad for him uh-huh. and gives it to him yes. anyway. And so, on many levels, she... She, she blames herself. She blames herself. Absolutely. For, for the loss of the kid. Yeah. So you see this family dealing with how do we resolve ourselves to the guilt of having, of not being, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Emily Blunt, enough. Emily Blunt has a line, I mean, in ASL, but, uh, who are we if we can't protect them? Right. You know, that's. All she sees their job as as parents. Yeah. Like who if we can't do that, then 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 what are we? It's so funny. Like you mentioned it a little earlier in in uh, a quiet place, we kind of go back. This simpler living thing that we keep coming to almost goes back to like old fashioned values. Yes. Like these two, these two entities the, in, in both families. In both families. Because you you even see it again when we go to Bird Box when she still when when the. Um, Trevante Rhodes' character is still alive. Uh-huh. Um, that they they each take on very specific roles, roles. Yeah. in the family, and it's almost like old school traditional. Yeah, I mean gender roles. There are you know Krasinski obviously has has is fishing right. He's created mm-hmm. these traps right for fish. I don't mm-hmm. know. Fuck, I have fucking no idea. I was like, that seems like something people do. Um, <laughs> but he he he's going to teach the son. Yeah. How to do that. You need to learn these things. Mm-hmm. And, and she, even Emily Blunt, cause the little boy doesn't want to go. Right. Emily Blunt is like, you need to learn these things yeah. so you can take care of yourself and so you can take, take care, care of, of me. me. When I'm old and gray. Right. Which is like her getting him to do it. I mm-hmm. get that. But it is like this very much like it's your job to take care of as a son. At some point, you need to take care of your mother. And that's what Krasinski says. Krasinski says later when mm-hmm. the little boy has to go do something that's really Really fucking scary. Right. And that scene was awesome. He's like, your mother needs your help. Yeah. And that's what gets the kid to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so there are these almost sort of stereotypical generals, which I think are even exacerbated by the fact that both of these women um, are very pregnant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, there's no question Emily Blunt is a total fucking badass. Sure. Even the, I mean, the character and Emily Blunt as a human <laughs> seems pretty much, but she is very close. Like she's shouldn't be doing a, a million different things. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, she, she, she could give birth at any time. Right. Um, right. But that also speaks to like, I think how spoiled we are in, in, in Western world and, and modern medicine in that in that we feel we feel like Emily Blunt shouldn't be doing it. Right. And in reality she can't. And in reality it's like women picking yeah. rice and drop a baby and yeah, just totally. going back to and, work or I mean I, and we even talked about it. it's like this idea like she's figured out how to track her baby's right. okay. heart rate or something. Right, right, or? right. So can, let me ask you a question. Sure. So there there are two things, two other things that did bother me in this movie in, in that both men, both male figures, um, they they die yeah. in the movie in a, very, in, in a very kind of like I'm sacrificing uh-huh. for my, myself. I understand why why that was necessary for storytelling or for 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 drama's sake or, uh-huh. or whatever. But I don't feel like it was necessary in either case. Okay, in the case of Bird Box, uh, the what's his name Tom? It's the Trevante Road. Yeah, character. Tom. Tom. Uh, he was a Marine. Yeah. He had been to Iraq. Yeah. He had seen some shit. That's why he was so good at what he was doing, right? And uh-huh. why him and Bullock are good together, right? Right. And he seems to get it in the end in a way that was not... I don't know. Like, I I, I wanted him to know more about how to survive. Yeah. And And to me, that also, like... If we are talking about a movie that's an analogy for mental illness is like, you know, we talk a lot about our vets coming back from war with PTSD and all that stuff. Like, how is this guy able to survive? Yeah. He, he must have acquired some skill while he was away uh-huh. seeing horrific things yes. happen. And it just seems like he was too is easily killed. I agree, especially in the way that he goes out. 
there were other options. There were other there options. There were other options. And um, I feel like in A Quiet Place, the same thing happens to John to Krasinski. Krasinski. And you mentioned, you said maybe he felt like, because he gets cut by one of the little creatures. Uh-huh. And... Maybe he felt like he was as good as dad. dad yeah, I don't but know. I just don't think it's. You just said it. They had figured out a way to monitor the baby's heartbeat. They figured out a way to right. I, set up an alarm system. You, you can clean a wound. Right. Yeah, like they. They he didn't get stabbed in the liver. Right. You right. Know? He just got his cut. throat. Didn't get sliced. Sure. Right. He um, didn't get yeah. an axe to the chest like right. Scatman. Like Scatman. There were yeah. They were these very sort of of. Yeah, like this sort of male, super dramatic, sacrificial. I'm sacrificed. I'm, yeah. yeah, and it's like fine. I get it. I get it. But I really, really wanted to see Sandra Bullock and Trevante Rhodes reach the sanctuary together. Like, yeah. I really wanted to see that. You know, me too. And it also is. It is an odd choice. Not, not even maybe not a bird box as much, but in Quiet Place. I don't know. There's always, like, to me, like, the post-apocalypse, like, there's this idea that we will continue on. Right. And we reach a point at the end of Quiet Place where the little girl and um, Emily Blunt clearly figure out, they finally figure out what, right. how to defeat this thing. Right. And, of course, it's been the, the little girl all along. Like right. The, exactly. Like, the frequency of the cochlear yeah, I call that... She feels responsible. She feels like a liability. Then she discovers, I can hear you too, fucker. I'm the monster now, bitches. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. That, that was me. Sorry. And that's per. It's true. You even see it in her eyes, right? Yeah. She kind of has that, like, gleam. Like, I am the monster now. So then it's like the idea of, like, but once we beat these things, because we will, we'll, we'll continue on. Like, humanity right. will move forward. And so it's, it's odd that Krasinski isn't there. Um, to have yet another bait, you know, this sort of I like, I, and you know that other people are alive. You see fires being right. lit. They, they've clearly agreed, like the families who have survived yeah. have agreed, we're going to light these fires to make sure that everybody, everybody know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it, it does feel like these very like, yes, sort of sacrifice the, the male character comes in and sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that does seem to go back to, like you said, these sort of like very old fashioned, like that's what a father does. Right. Um, I want the father to survive sometimes. Yeah. And both these guys are like, so working class, you know, like, yeah. it's like these working class guys. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. And I wonder if it just says something about these old-fashioned values and what we as Americans are trying to hearken back, back to. to, which leads me to my next question. Okay. If you don't have, I mean, no, no, I go for it? it. Yeah. So, you know, I asked you earlier if you thought, and I may be reaching here. You know, we talk a lot about horror movies, and are they saying something? About the times that we live in, uh-huh. are th- this sense deprivation thing, Michael? Uh-huh. Do you think it's just like a gimmick because we've gone so far in, in one way of technology? I or do you think that th- it, it's it's saying something to us in our society about social media about over like overloading? Over, yeah, I do actually. I mean, I think I think you're right. I know you're sort of half joking with post monster. <laughs> Uh, yeah. simpler living aesthetic, but I, I do think both of these movies, I think we brought it up, deal very specifically with like, we now, you and I, we now actually have to communicate. We have to communicate efficiently and simply. Right. Like, we don't have time. And in the case of A Quiet Place, you know, we can only use ASL, right? They're right. using ASL. Um, so I think it is about that, like, because of social media and all of these crazy things, all of our technology, we don't necessarily communicate one-on-one anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think both of these movies harken back to that. Um, and I do think, I do think it is this, both of them sort of, especially a quiet place and kind of like you said, the way it's art directed, it almost is like, if there wasn't this horrific fucking beast, isn't this better? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I do get that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the kids play games uh-huh. with each other and, you know, they, they have developed certain little ways that, that they can listen to music and it's very romantic and it brings the, the, the earbuds. Uh huh. 
the use of the earbuds and the way they well the way they use them it's not a way to disconnect from the world it's actually a way to to, to connect to with connect each other with each other yeah. because you can't just turn on music and listen to it together you have to use earbuds, earbuds together right. And so I, that you can listen to a song together. together. Yeah. And so I do think it, it, it is it. Look, if we see nine of these in the next year, then it becomes the found footage, right? Right. It, it, eventually, <laughs> all of these things do, I think, turn into a gimmick. Not all of these things. Haunted House movies will go on forever and ever. Right. But like, you know, you and I have talked like, okay, found footage. We get it. We're all yeah. going to have these things. It is odd that these came out so close together. Um, there are other movies. There's one, uh, a movie that the Duffer Brothers made. Uh, the, those are the guys who created um, Stranger. Stranger Things. Uh-huh. They made a movie, oh God, what, called Hidden uh-huh. that plays with some of the same things. They can't make right. sounds. You and I even talked briefly about um, the hep- don't breathe. Do you remember? Oh yeah, don't There's breathe. Also don't yes. breathe, which is great. Great, terrifying. Terrifying. And even all the way back, and it's different. But uh, wait until dark. Wait until dark. Which Audrey Hepburn. And she's she's actually blind. She's actually blind, and these guys are coming in and, to her house, and yeah. then she uses that to her advantage. Um, so if we see thir- you know, nine of these in the next year, I might say like, okay, it's gotten gimmicky, it's gotten hacky. I think both of these are are saying more, or tr- at least trying to say more about like where we are right now right. and how we don't necessarily interact. We don't communicate. Um, and, and you kind of do see it in bird box a little bit, you know, um, where he wants to go to the place and she's like, no, no, we've got a thing. We've, we're doing a thing together. Right. And it reminds me of a play that you were in a few years ago. Uh, called barbecue apocalypse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do we do we go out and find other people, or do we or stay do we, here? Do we stay here and and protect what we have, which is good. Yeah, right. We don't have to communicate. Communicate. We have we don't everything. Have to be so global. Right. Yeah, we have everything we need right here. <laughs> right. Um, the people we love. Uh, barbecue Pucks by one Matt Lyle. Matt by Lyle, way. great writer. Um, uh, yeah, and so, she, but when she does finally get to the place, the sanctuary or whatever, uh-huh. it does seem like this is an ideal. It's it's utopian. It's utopian. They're, right. They're covered. They're hidden. People help each other. Right. It um, is. It is managed and run. It is a. It was a school for the blind. Right. And I said, it's funny because I said the first thing I said when I was watching it, I was like, man, why don't they just find a blind person right. who knows how to deal with shit exactly to like lead them through exactly. right? And that's sort of where they end up, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But you know, like, it kind of makes you think about caveman times or the iron age or something like that where it wasn't like some weird space entity or i mean neither of these movies actually tell you what these monsters are or where they came bird box doesn't even show you it doesn't even show you which is totally fine but i don't need those answers but like in 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 our history of of civilization we did have like saber-toothed tigers and shit you know totally so it's kind of like that yeah kind of like Stay in your village and and protect what, protect you, have what you have and, and be efficient uh-huh. and smart about communicating. Right, right, and <laughs> and 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 we function as a unit. We each have the jobs that we have in the family unit. Right. Um. We need to do what we need. Yeah. You know, if the little boy has to learn how to fish, the little boy has to learn how to fish. You got to you know? do it. You got to do it. Um. Did you like them? I did. I did. I. I. Um. I think if you were to ask, if you were to ask me, whatever, uh, I think A Quiet Place, I think is maybe, I think is a better film uh-huh. overall. Um, but I, I enjoyed both. And like yeah. I said, the things that kind of. We did pay to go see A Quiet Place, didn't we? Uh, like, not, didn't... To, not together. Oh, okay. We should we have. see it. Um, I think I, maybe I saw it with Brandon Potter. Okay. Um, yeah, I was supposed to go and I could. That's couldn't. right. That's right. Uh, I think. It does things more like it sets up its rules more effectively when it uh-huh. is tense. It is, oh my god, almost unbearably tense. tense. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed both, and yeah. for all of the little things that bugged me about either of them, they weren't enough to, to you know, make me dislike the movie. Right. Um, and I think, I I don't know. I am I am really interested to see what Bird Box does 
for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they have so much original content and original shows and some original movies, but this does seem like it's on like a you, grander scale, like they took right? A step up. Yeah. Yeah, with that cast and that budget and man, and I will say this, I think I already said it, the first five or ten minutes, whatever that opening sequence is of Bird Box is really something, man. Yeah. When everybody is fucking losing their minds and it is, it is. It is scary. It is scary. It is really scary. It, it, it did freak me out. And it's well, really well made. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and well shot. So yeah, I liked both. Um, like I said, I think. Yeah, I think, and, and both of them are really well acted on, on, on all levels. And then both have, man, kid actors, man. They just keep knocking it out for us, yeah. you know? Yeah, both, both of them have really good kid actors. Um, I don't know if Millicent Simmons actually has is hearing impaired or not i don't either i did not look that up uh but she's great she's yeah. a great little actress and it's a, a and that was also a nice thing one obviously it's the thing that allows them to survive ultimately but it also is the like you understand why they're all so adept at asl immediately mm-hmm. that right it's not like they had to sit down and learn sign language Right. They clearly learned right. it to because communicate with their... Because someone's in the family. And it's the eldest. So they've right. been doing this for... That girl seems like... She's I don't know, 12, 12 or, or something. 13 or something. Clearly has some, yeah, like, mm-hmm. angst of that right. age going on. So, yeah, they've... Obviously, this is... They've communicated with her that way for years. So you yeah. get why they're so... Yeah. yeah, A Quiet Place does do a better job of setting up the rules. rules. But but again, Bert, it it did not the, yeah. the stuff in Bird Box that was kind of like Meh. it didn't it didn't it didn't ruin it for me. And I and I do think that like the Babadook, it does a good job of of um you know how how do you deal and how do you resolve yourself to certain anxieties, to yeah, certain mental illness, to certain like yeah, all, yeah, all things that, that happened to you in in the past that you clearly haven't dealt with, right? And, and I think both. You know, again, I'm not a parent, um, but uh, I think both speak highly to what parents are willing to do totally. to protect their children. Sandra Bullock has a great line in the in Bird Box that I have I have actually said in my life, and I feel like she she does a really good job, but the movie does a really good job of 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 attacking the whole motherhood thing. She's a reluctant mother. Uh Like you said, she doesn't want, she never wanted to have these kids, right? you know? And there's a point in the movie where she's, she's really hard on them, Uh huh. but she has to be sure because if she's not, they'll die. Right. And And that's why she, even like you said, why she calls them boy and girl. Right. You know? Um, and the, the, her partner says to her, they need a mother. They need love. They need blah, 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 blah. And she's, she gets mad and she says, everything I've done, every decision I've made for the past five years has been for them. Uh-huh. So, like, don't tell me I'm not their, mo- I, I haven't been a mother. Right. You know? And that is, that is a, a side of motherhood that we, that we seldom see portrayed. Right. Or, or that, you know, she's hard on them, so that must mean that she hates them or whatever. When in a lot of cases, it's actually, the opposite. the opposite. She's doing what she's, she's doing her job. She's preparing them to be able to, to survive to this survive horrific in, thing. In a horrific world. Yeah. It is, you know, I remember I feel so bad, but it's like when my and he's graduated now. Yeah. So I'm a college graduate. My son is a college graduate, but after that first semester when he was away, thousands of miles away from home, and he called me and he was like, I don't know if this was if this was the right thing to do. I miss home and sure. whatever. And I said, harden the fuck up. <laughs> this is what you wanted, you know? And it, it hurt me. Like, it hurts you to see your children hurt or scared. It hurts you to say to your kid, harden the fuck up. Right. But if your kid's going to make it in the world. Right. You got to do it. Yeah. And the world that they're dealing with is... Is a is uh, hundred million times worse right. than the world we d- we're dealing in right. right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, check out Bird Box is 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 on the Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and a Quiet Place, you can get that on Prime. Yeah, um, yeah, they're both really good movies, and and, and uh, seem to be at the forefront of what might be a new subgenre of horror. Yeah, I know we've had we've had hints of it before, but this the fact that these are 
on the heels of each that Bird Box is so on the heels of Quiet Place and that Quiet Place did really well uh-huh. um, and is considered a lot of people have it on their best of list for 2018 and Bird Box is clearly doing well for Netflix yeah like this might be the birth of something yeah it'll be interesting so now, to see so now let's see and fans out there who are listening let's see let's see if we can spot the moment where it becomes where it becomes a, where it becomes a gimmick where, yeah yeah. I'm going to challenge everybody to do that. Yeah, when, Let, when we're yeah. like, yo, fucking A, oh, God, here we go now, again. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's see when all the tropes become tropes. Uh-huh. Let's see when all of the best parts of Bird Box and the best parts of A Quiet Place are just kind of like repeated. Yeah, it's interesting to be at that moment. And like, yeah. we kind of were there at the birth of found footage. Right. Um, at least. In the, in its form now. I mean, when Blair Witch came and it was right. clearly like, this thing, thing is here to stay. And we witnessed when we were like, uh, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting it'll to be see. It'll be interesting to do that. Um, I'm so glad that we're in 2019. Me too. I think we're going to start out the year strong. strong. No, hopefully it'll be yeah. a, a great, a, it'll be a good year a for good everyone. A good year for us and for, for everyone. And we didn't make one best podcast of 2018. We didn't. List. That's uh, okay. We're young. We're young. We'll get to it next time. We'll get to it next time. In uh, our defense, we are new. We are new. We were. We we were. We we did the holidays right. Yeah, we did. I mean, we did. We ate a lot. We, we ate. We a danced. Lot. We, we danced. We hung out with friends. It we was great. Might have made some mistakes that we regretted <laughs> the next day. We I may have sleep. had to sleep until noon yesterday yeah. to recover. Yeah, but, you me know. too. But anyway, that's the way to ring in the new year. Um, yeah, so shout out to Jim John Make Noise for our awesome theme music all the time. Go get some tacos at El Ranchito Number no. 3 uh-huh. in East Dallas. Support your local mom and pop taquerias and uh, join us next time. I don't know what we're going to talk we'll about. We'll figure it out. But we'll be here. All right. Bye. Bye.